Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Welcome back to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Uh, man, every single podcast we do, you're in a different environment usually because we have this podcast system that actually you can take anywhere. Well, this is probably the most wild one, I would say, that we've ever done. <laughs> right now, we are sitting in the middle of Kodiak, actually on the tip of Kodiak Island, Alaska. I uh, got some great people with me, uh, Steve Chase and my good friend Jeff in our group. And then we just met up with Wayne and Ed, Wayne Endicott from the Borac. Um, you guys listening to this probably know who Wayne is if you have any any introduction to archery. But um, anyway, guys, good to be around you guys. And it might rain, so we'll see how yeah. we'll see how this goes. Yeah. So what I wanted to talk on here is um, logistically getting here and just actually doing this hunt. We're at Sitka Blacktail hunting in Kodiak Island. And Wayne, how long? How many years have you done this? Oh my gosh, the first year. This is our fifth trip. Um, my fifth trip, um, and it started in 2015. Um, Roy Roth, this is this is actually Roy Roth's hunting area that we're in right here. And Roy and Jonas, or, uh, Jeremy Hoagland and my son Nathan Endicott and I were supposed to go on that trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you know any of the history, we lost Roy that year. And he fell in a sheep hunting accident, and I went to his service, and and um, Bob Amin, and Jonah Stewart, and Jeremy Hoagland. You know, they they knew I was going to go on this trip with Roy, and they all got together with me, and they said, "Look, we're going to loan you tents. Here's a map. Here's who you fly with." Because I had no idea. Gotcha. I'd never been here. This was going to be my first trip with my son, Nathan. Gotcha. And there was no way that I could do this trip without their help, yeah. right? And uh, so when I lost Roy, I just thought, well, you know, that's it. I'm going to cancel. Well, those guys just jumped in and said, look, here's all the stuff. Here's where you go. This is where you fly. This is where you land. This is what you do. And we're going to loan you all the stuff and make sure you get the trip done. And I, I didn't have... But what, a week and a half? And I thought real, I prayed about it and I thought real hard. And I called up Steve Howard right here. Big Steve. Big Steve. And I called up uh, Nate Simmons. Very short order. Very short invitation time. Very short. (laughs) Very short. (laughs) And not only they said that they were going to go, but uh, that they could go, but... uh, uh, Nate got a filming permit, and they filmed that, and we did kind of a memorial for Roy That's in awesome. 2015. And 2015 was an epic trip. Epic. Epic. Yeah. Epic, epic trip. I mean, you know, to be here, to be in this spot, and, you know, it was, you know, losing Roy was just, you know, so hard. But at the same time, you know, just to live this trip, you know, through and, – and Roy was one of those guys that could just find – you could put him anywhere in any state and he was going to pick out all your best hunting areas immediately. <laughs> he was that, he, he was, he was a legend in a short period of time, just a prince of a man, loved Jesus with all his heart. And so that's kind of the history of it. And from there, you know, we've just, I think 
Oh my gosh, what the second trip? Um, 2017. 2017, Steve came. We got together, both of us, and we, we came again with a couple other gentlemen, um, Byron Davis and his son Corey. And, uh, and then Nathan, my son, and I came back with Heath Boyles and Nick Boyles. And, uh, and then we came, I came again with Nick and Scott Weaver and a couple other guys um, in, what was that, 20, 2020? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's just every trip has just been epic. But that's kind of the history, you know, surrounding it and, uh, and in our time here, you yeah. know. But Yeah. What does it take? Um, so say, say I'm a guy and <laughs> I'm working my nine to five to afford this trip and everything. And what do I need to make uh, an awesome trip to to come up here to blacktail hunt to hopefully fill a tag but at the same time like what do i what kind of mind frame do i need and what kind of logistics side of things do i need do i need um uh, do i need to be a elite athlete do i need to be how, how does that play into everything well trent that's a good question you know you can make this hunt as hard or as easy as you want gotcha i mean there's boat hunts all over this island you know, where you can, you know, just charter a boat and they can fish and do all kinds of stuff. They take you in with a skiff on the shore, you glass up bucks and, and you shoot them. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, especially with a firearm, you know, that, that can, you know, <laughs> like Roy, you know, we've never really done it the easy way. Yeah. You know, no. so, you know, for us, you know, it's a float plane in a remote pond. We pack everything to a river. You know, we got mud motors and jet sleds and on Zodiacs, and we got a couple Arctic oven tents, and we're hunting, and it's hard. I mean, you guys yeah. packed two deer. What was the total elevation change yesterday, it was, Jeff? Uh, it was like 3,300 3, feet. You did 3,300 feet yesterday, mm -hmm. and you killed two bucks, mm -hmm. and you packed how many miles? It was uh, a total of six yesterday. Six miles. So yeah, n and nothing's easy here because no, no. you know you have you th this this tundra basically and the muskag out here it has what you call upheaval from the winter, so you have highs and lows. So yeah. even though you're on a pretty good brown bear trail that's hard beaten, the the upheaval is up and down all the way. You know, so it, it's not like you're just walking cross country. Yeah. yeah you know, so you've got to be prepared for that. You know, your knees, your hips, you need to be in shape. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're going to do this kind of hunt, yeah. you need to be in good physical shape. And, you know, we, we're, we're camped at the base of a hill that's probably, you know, 11, 1200 feet tall. And, you know, we need to climb, you know, for bow hunting, I need to climb to the top of that every day. Every day. Yeah, every day. And I need to be prepared to bring, we've brought lots of bucks. I mean, Steve Howard you know, sitting here with us, he, him and I, I did it to him one time. Oh my gosh. That's probably four, you know, three and a half or four miles in there. And we climbed up probably 800 feet and I shot two bucks <laughs> and you know, two bucks. You really think about two that guys. After, yeah. after yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's after, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then it got dark gift card yeah. or? and yeah. we, we were packing up our packs at dark. At and dark. one, one thing with this country, I mean, and you're probably going to see maybe a snippet of something that, you know, has four legs and, you know, weighs about 1,100 pounds. You might see that on some of your future stuff. Oh, yeah. In the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. might see an episode <laughs> oh, of no, that. It may happen. And so, and when it gets dark, that just adds a whole nother flavor yeah. to what you're doing when you're packing yeah. meat. I mean, it's not everywhere that you have something of that caliber of bear yeah. that you're living with daily. He lives here. You don't. Yep. And this is his property. It's not yours. And um, it just adds a whole nother flavor to it, which... Yeah. It's all part of the hunt. It's great. And also at night, 
at night. You try That's to the avoid the when alder thickets. At night. Because those alder thickets, you're crawling through them just right. with, with meat on your back, hoping the bear doesn't oh. yeah. It was fun. Was yeah. Fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Steve and I weren't, and I'm not going to say that that hasn't happened a bunch to me since I've been here in this my fifth trip, but, you know, it's never intentional. Yeah. No, it just never. happens. It just, yeah, just happens. It just ends, it, up, it just ends up that way, and you know, there's some work involved. So, you know, that part of it just adds to the adventure. It yeah. adds the memorabilia of it. You know, the trophy means as much as the effort you put into it. And yeah. you know, these deer are special. Yeah, hundred percent. There's, it's a special island to hunt deer on. But you know, you don't have to do it like we yeah. do it. You know, a lot of these guys get flown into lakes. You know, tents are important. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you need a tent that doesn't condensate. Good tent. You know, yeah. good tent, like an Arctic oven. Yep. Um, they don't condensate, and they're, you know, you can heat them good, so it's nice. But uh, because you're in a rainy, wet, you know, really humid environment here. Yeah. Probably one of the most humid environments you can hunt in. Well, we also got to experience that from our first year. We just yeah. had the Alaska guide-style tents. Yeah. A lot of condensation, everything was wet. And then right. when you bought your Arctic oven, it was a game changer. Cha- game for changer. For that second trip. Yeah, dry was, clothes out. Yep. You can stay warm at night. You know, it's not, everything's not wet inside the tent. And we, we had a bad windstorm that first year and busted the poles in, yep. in one of the tents, just smashed it. I think yeah. you made a good point as far as like you can make it as hard or as easy as you yeah. want as far right. as and and I think you guys have just lo- talking to you it's evolved a little bit like it, back in the day it was mountain house every single night it was you know <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah we haven't eaten any mountain house or any no. freeze dried meal no. we've eaten uh, like kings I would yes, say kings um, as we're talking right now I can hear salmon coming up the river <laughs> about I don't know maybe twenty five feet away from where we're having this podcast right now guys splashing up the river. Um, it's just, and we're eating fish every single night. Oh you haven't goodness. ever taken a fishing rod before. Yeah, we've never fished. Yeah. So no. I, I think that added, it just adds to, you know, the whole adventure of this Experience whole trip. It's it just too. amazing. Yeah. It was fun to be able to watch you guys fish this trip and oh, catch a lot man. of fish. It was, mm-hmm. it and was it's, fun. And it's been, as far as food wise, I think we've yeah. eaten wild game every single night. Some, yeah, some, yeah. Some tenderloin. Yeah. Tenderloin hard. Yeah. Yes. Fish. Hard. Tenderloin. Yeah. It's, it's, it's special. Been, it's yeah. special, yeah. man. It's yeah. an adventure, it, and it just it just adds to the whole trip. Yep. Yeah, and that so was I, a big thing for me for you guys to be able to experience what oh, I've gotten man. to with Wayne. It's like this is a true backcountry adventure. Yeah, and I think you have to have a positive, strong mindset to be able to stay back here and do right. this, knowing that you could be stuck back here for yeah. days beyond when you're right. supposed to get out, depending on weather and everything. So you it's, just, you know, it's one of the most risky hunts you could do when you yeah. do it this way. Yeah. It is hundred percent. It is. Yeah. And that's a, Jeff and I were talking about last night when we were going to bed, laying there. It's just like, if one thing goes real, real wrong, it could be a very, like a survival situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it yeah. really yeah. could like you poke a giant hole in your Zodiac and that's the only thing you have. Right. What, what happens yeah. then? You know what I mean? I mean, right. uh, these tiny little things and this, it's actual real world things that could actually happen. Yeah. And, um, it, it just, it just, I mean, obviously it adds to the adventure, but it, it does add to the whole, okay, we got to be thinking realistic about this as well. I think, you know, very much so, but, but yeah, no tons of ways to do it. And, um, yeah, I, I, another thing I wanted to touch on and just get a brief perspective, I guess, from everybody is is this hunt's been a different as far as I think, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, as far as just like the rut. It doesn't seem like it's going on. Is this the least amount of rut, rut activity that you've seen so far? Well, Trent, you know, trip? One, one thing that's for certain is I've never been here this early. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, sure. your your arrival and our arrival has never been in October. I've never arrived out here any sooner than the 31st, I think, the 30th or the 31st. Gotcha. And the rut's been on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so today's the it's today the 29th. 29th, 29th, I believe. 29th. And it's the end of your hunt. You're going home Correct. tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm staying, and I've got a couple more guys coming in. You know, and we're expecting this light switch because there's it been will. no movement. It will. None. I'm just talking these, about from what you've seen. So yeah. That's no, there's no, there's been no movement yeah. this year with these, these box. Yeah. Yeah. They're all feeding. Yep. We've seen very little red activity. I mean, there's, I think, what, two days ago we saw some that were kind of feeling yeah. their oats yeah. a little yeah. bit. A little bit, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Oh, but yeah. I mean, no chasing does. I mean, not hardly any, any activity at all. So yeah, we're, you know, usually when we've been here, it's on. I yeah. mean, you got bucks cruising every direction. You're seeing lots of animals. You know, it's been very little activity. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as date-wise, somebody listen to this, like, you're going to look at, from what you've seen, like, rut really, really starts kicking in mm-hmm. the first of the month. Yeah, first of November. And for a bow hunter, I mean, that's key. Yes, I mean, you know, we've always had great archery activity here. Yeah. In November. Is yeah. this totally different right now? 100%. 100%. Totally I mean, all different. the deer we've seen, I think maybe two or three of them or four of them that we've actually witnessed out of all the bucks that we've seen were actually, you know, a possibility of a stock with archery. Yeah. 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 And it's right. noisy. I mean, it's, and it's nice nice weather. this is the nicest weather, <laughs> the I nicest think, weather out of my true two trips before way nicer than then. Oh my gosh. And this year, the majority of the bucks have been at that mid elevation mm-hmm. in the real thick stuff. Right. In years past, we had them in the top quarter or, or the, the bottom, bottom quarter. Yeah. And which is awesome for archery. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. That middle elevation is where all that thick, tall brushes yeah, and with how yeah. dry it's been, it's like yeah. popcorn. I mean, they can hear you. Right. Five, and six, I'm, seven, I'm not educated enough to know what changes that. But yeah. the very first year we were here, all the bucks were on the bottom. Yep. They're right down here. All on the, the river floor. Every single buck was on the river moving. Yep. Oh, really? They running yeah. around. Yeah, we shot all our bucks. We never, ever climbed to the, to top, the top of a ridge. Didn't yeah. have to. And nope. then the second year we were here... Everything was on ridge tops. tops. Yeah. Ridge tops. As a really? newcomer. And it has been since. Listening to what you guys had to say, um, you know, yesterday when we were looking at that, all those bucks were in that mid-range. And it, you know, from a distance, it looks like you can make that sneak up there and, and get close to that buck and hide behind that alder or sneak in the grass. Well, no, that's no. not going to happen. I the mean, salmon the, berries. You guys were saying like so if you're thick. up top when it's when it's on, you can you yeah. know weave and bob and yeah. on the peaks Peak or the down in the grass down below yep. where you were talking about. But those bucks were were not there. <laughs> right? No, they no. were. They're that mid elevation. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that I think the bringing the rifle. I don't know. I think it was. I think this would be a totally different trip if we all had bows. It would have been tough. I think it would have been oh, yeah. very yeah, 100%, tough for all yeah. of us to try to kill a buck. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it as it is, we all actually ended up killing a buck. Guys, you can look at that on on YouTube on our YouTube channel. We're going to have those videos out uh, sometime real soon. But um, but it was tough. It, it would have been really tough. And with the rifle, it makes a whole different game. And that's what like telling people like if you're if you're questionable, it's totally doable to bring both. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's totally legal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? yeah. It's, it's choice of weapons. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, if they were rutting their faces off and running around, I think this bow hunt would be the funnest thing. It's just phenomenal. Oh, man. The stories that you guys are telling us, it's just like, yeah, it was yeah. hard to even imagine. Very special right. time. Hard yeah. to even imagine. Amazing. Well, you know, Nate Simmons has got that old, that old, you know, flick from when we were here in yeah. 2015. Yeah. I can't remember what season it is. What, then, it, what is it called? Do you remember? 
Um, it was on Western Hunter. It was on Western Hunter. I don't remember what season it was. I go to no, Western either. Hunter, guys, and uh, probably type in Kodiak, Alaska, or and something. And then you can watch the highlights. Then, what's um, on Nathan's? What's Nathan's Return to Kodiak okay. on? Yeah. Nathan, you know, Indicott Films is is his YouTube channel, and it's Return to Kodiak, and it shows the highlights from that first trip. Yeah. So go check that out. It's got if Steve you're killing to bucks. See. It's got Nate Simmons killing bucks. What it's to me expect. and Nate. Yeah. It's just a fantastic time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, we've, it's, it's been so much fun. Ed, talk, talk about you. That's your first trip up here, right? It's, well, it's my first trip to Kodiak. Yeah. I've been up to Alaska before to the Brooks range, but my first trip to, to Kodiak and Wayne and I talked about it, what, four years ago, mm-hmm. four or five. And, you know, I've mentioned, I've never killed a black-tailed deer. Um, saw him a couple times, but so I got a call this summer. Wayne said, we're going, you want to go? I said, I'm in. Here we are. Sweet. And it, it, it has been everything and then some from what, you know, what I thought it would be. It, cool. It's so amazing up here. You know, to be able to watch, you know, the ducks and the fish and, you know, the deer. And, you know, we got off the, the airplane, landed on this little lake. And look, I looked over and here's a grizzly bear walking down the, you know, walking walking down the, the valley right next to us. And we look over and there's 60 reindeer. You know, yeah. Watching this land. You know, can't ask for more than that no the trip was made yeah so jeff that was kind of a thing that me and you got to see uh as far as the reindeer caribou i don't know what we're calling them but anyway yeah talk about that kind of the what what we experienced that afternoon yeah yeah well we made a a trip out to the pond one more time um yeah let's touch on just the important things jeff let's just keep the important things down and then we uh, came gracious. back. Trent, Trent I'll speak spotted the story later. Trent spotted uh, uh, reindeer caribou uh, in this this valley, the land of the milk and honey, and so we decided to put a mock sneak on them, and uh, we got pretty darn close. Actually, I'd say within bow range of yeah. of a herd of what I mean. I I don't know enough about them, but it looked to be all bulls. They all had massive horns, and they uh, we got within probably about sixty five yards, yeah, and got to just look at those things and in their wild habitat, you know, and doing what they're doing and the different colors, the different sizes. Um, so cool! It was so cool, and to me, right then and there, you know, it was like you know I've been saying it. I I didn't even really even need to harvest a buck, you know, yeah. after. After the plane ride here and, and landing on that mm-hmm. pond for the very first time I've ever been in a float plane and, you know, throwing all the gear onto shore and then making that trek over to the, the river and motoring down. At that point, right then and there, I was like, right now is the adventure. This yeah. is the adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, of course, seeing all the wildlife and, and hearing about, you know, some of the bear mm-hmm. encounters. I was definitely apprehensive about that prior to coming up. <laughs> Had to, to get into over. that. Yeah, trip's not, not over yet. Over. <laughs> do a long river ride tomorrow. Yes, yeah. I do. We do. So logistically, just to kind of let the viewer or the listener know, um, we we come in a float plane. It's about an hour ride from Kodiak and land on a small pond that Roy found, correct? Yep. And um, land on this small pond that a, that a float plane can land on, but he cannot take off from with a full weight lo- with a full load of gear and uh, and stuff. So he can land us on this pond. We pull everything out, and I'm talking zodiacs, boats, motors, um, your tent, 
all your gear, your food, everything can go in these. Uh, the float plane holds what was it again, Dwayne? Twelve hundred pounds. Twelve hundred pounds can go in this. That's float including plane. your body weight. Correct. With the two people, that counts the two people as well. So get the to the pond. Then you've got about a two hundred yard pack to this river. And when I say river, I mean crick. <laughs> it's a little channel. It's a small, small channel. channel. Small and it all channel. depends on weather. It all depends on how much rain they've had in order to how how much how much uh how much actual liquid is in this small crick. And so yeah. you pack all the stuff over there, you blow up your boats, you take some Allen wrenches or not Allen wrenches, crescent wrenches, put your motor on and load the whole boat up with all your gear. And then you come down the river. How far is it to camp here? Oh, you know, we're probably, you know, river miles, I would guess at least four, four and a half to yeah. here. Okay. I would, yeah, I would say. Yeah. So and, you come down four, four and a half miles and then you're to camp and it's right on the base of a mountain like wayne was saying it's probably 11 or 1200 feet up to the top of this mountain just just above us but you're at the base of a mountain it's the only flat spot roy picked up the like the only pretty much flat spot in kodiak yeah and so and you beach the um pull the pull the zodiacs up on the bank set up your tents and all your stuff and everything go about your hunt for however long you're going to stay here but if something were to happen they can't loan a land a float plane here unless the water's way way up correct yeah if it's really and then they're only not all the flight agencies they basically i would say no they're not gonna land they won't land a plane here. Hmm. so our other method of transportation <laughs> to get out of this place is we have to break down all the stuff put it all back in the zodiacs boat clear down 27 miles you're going 20 you're going 27 miles tomorrow to get mm -hmm. your your pickup point so we're headed 27 miles in the river morning, miles. river miles, and half in the dark because you have to get there. You have to deflate your boat. You have to take your motor off. You have to have everything ready for the float plane to land on this straight stretch of river down below us, 27 miles away. And so he lands the plane, and then we load up the plane and fly an hour back to Kodiak. With five dead deer. With five <laughs> dead deer. Yeah. Yeah. And a fox. So, and a fox. And a fox. And a beautiful fox. Beautiful. So, yeah. So that's kind of the logistics on the, if, if someone were to come up here as far as like how we've done it. Now, Wayne also said, yeah, you can do just about as easy or as hard. I have seen a lot of that stuff. A lot of where, boat hunts. You a, know, lot of, yeah, a lot of boat hunts. A boat hunts. I've seen right? a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And you can get like fishing in on that too. They yeah. Do the ocean oh, fishing, man. I've it's heard. crazy good. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it's a ton of fun. Yeah. A lot of seafood. And then, um, and then the lakes, you know, there's lots of lakes. Yeah. And so and you said there's camps at all those lakes right now, you think? Well, yeah. I mean, guys will have tents on the, you know, okay. on those lakes and stuff. And there's there's lots of opportunity off the lakes every day, too, you know. And these deer, you know, when the rut's on, they're moving a lot in November. So you have different deer all the time moving okay. through. Okay. So, so it's not like you're just going to run your deer off of the lake and there's not new deer. There's new deer all the time. These deer just move around a lot then. When that rut's on, these bucks are looking for does. They're pushing does. I mean, it's like anywhere. There's a lot of movement. And there's, you know, I don't know enough to say that there's a migration here, but there's a migration of sorts here. Well, we found one shed horn the whole time and yeah. there's tons of bucks. So they go somewhere. Yeah. No, there's, there's, a, there's a migration pattern here. And, you know, you see it with the trails and you see it with the deer activity. And, you know, I don't know what moves them and when moves them because, of course, I'm only here, you know, a short window of time, you know, in, in the four other visits I've been here to tell you what, you know, was going on from gotcha. year to year. I'm, I'm not that guy gotcha. to tell you that. But there is 
definitely movement at different times. I've seen these deer when they're just flying and you turn around and there's more deer coming. Really? So, yeah, and I don't know, you know, if it's just rut activity or if it's actually a time frame where they're actually moving, you know, guys, you know, probably like, you know, Bob Amin, they call him Blacktail Bob. I mean, the guy's super educated on what goes on here, probably knows as much as anybody and spent as much time out here as anybody, you know, focusing sure, on Blacktail. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he would know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Chase, mm. I haven't got to you yet. Huh? <laughs> Shot your first buck. I sure did. <laughs> and tell me, t- just tell me how that went and how it went down and what was going through your mind. Um... I don't have much to say. I don't know. You, you, you spotted it for me. And you never, you never <laughs> have a lot to say. <laughs> you never have a lot to say. That's why people want to hear. I knew Jeff's daughter was hungry, so <laughs> I got some groceries for her. He's a provider. Yeah. He's a provider. Yeah, yeah. Jeff's uh, Jeff, Jeff Chase is such a sweetheart. He um. So we kind of we were gonna surprise Chase with a tag to come up here, and I thought about it and i'm like chase is not the guy that just i say hey we're getting you a tag and surprise he would have been like no you're not no you're not <laughs> and so um anyway on the way up here I, I told chase it's we can get you a tag if you want a tag that's uh, totally up to you and it was pretty cool um jeff has a daughter that lives in anchorage right now going to college in anchorage actually and and so our plan was to take some of the deer and actually give it to her and to um, supply her with some food through this through this next um this winter so chase heard that and he's such a sweet person that he says uh yep i'll do it if I, as long as i can donate the meat because chase is he's he eats meat but he's not a huge carnivore he's more of a pasta guy more of a carb guy you can tell by my body <laughs> But yeah. he did so awesome. Um, he's been to a bunch of shooting events with Trevor and I, and um, he's been actually jumping in and, and learning more about shooting and stuff like that. And he just did a great, Which, phenomenal I mean, job. Yeah, you say that all the time. And, like, I wouldn't have been comfortable if I hadn't done all that with you guys. So, yeah, I mean, you guys really taught me pretty good. Yeah. It's just calm and. Uh, it's just a it's just another skill that you can yeah. you know uh, 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 learn and stuff and so anyway but uh no it was that was that was a fun time that it was, was a really fun fun time yeah good day to see that and to and to go through that and to to get to experience that with you i'm not gonna lie though i think the bear experience was more of a more of a big deal to me it was can you guys can you guys walk us can you guys walk us through that please yeah let me get on the inside of the tent yeah no kidding it's better to grab my gun real quick so we went across the valley i call it going across the the pond here you know we go across the valley and water's low water's lower it's ever been so we fought our boat all the way up in there we got a mud motor and a zodiac and mud motors and jet sleds work good in this country it's got to be a shallow water operation so you know, I guess I'm the only one that ever brings mud motors up here because the flight service is always like, dude, that's a mud motor, you know, like they've never seen it. And it works fantastic getting, you know, up in, yeah. you know, yeah. if you can get that prop submerged in three, four five inches of water, it's going to propel you. So anyway, got up there, parked the boat, just didn't see a lot of deer that day. We got into one buck. And we're coming out, and, you know, it's probably, what do you say, Steve? We had an hour and a half of daylight, maybe an hour of daylight? Yeah, yeah. probably an So hour, it's, hour it's getting dusk, yeah, you know, and it was late. a clear day. I mean, yeah. bluebird day. Blue I mean, we day. had no clouds, you know, sun's down, and we got a willow line, and then we've got wide open tundra. And so I'm leading the crew, and I come around the, the bush, <laughs> the last bushes, 
and you, I looked up and probably 60, 70 yards, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it, it's your classic giant 10 foot bear. <laughs> it's big. I mean, it's I've big. seen some good ones out here and he's every bit as good as the best one I've seen. Really? Yeah. He was he's big. a giant and he's wandering right in front of us. He didn't see me. And so I'm kind of motioning to these guys being quiet and they thought Steve's loading an arrow. He thought I, I thought said, you buck. said buck. I thought, I thought you said I'm like, too. no yeah. bear. And, you know, it didn't take them long when uh, when they got sight the of what was going <laughs> the on. Bus and, walking Because he walked right out in front of us, you know. And the problem was, this is the issue. He, we could have let him walk right by. The problem was, he's walking to our boat. Right mm-hmm. to your boat. And yeah, he's, he's, 100, us he's the 100, 120 yards off of our boat. And he's got maybe 50 yards, and he's in four and a half to five foot grass. Not good. Not no. good. But right now, he is naked in the wide open with nothing but about an inch and a half of tundra. And I told these guys, I go, look, we're going to have to engage him. Because once he gets in that grass, he's going to be next to our boat. It's not going to be good. And it's a good thing we did, because in the grass, I think they're probably going to have a little bit more of a nerve yeah. than what yeah. he did. So if guys are watching this, like, why'd you bother him? It's because he's headed for our bloody boat. Yeah. Yeah. And that you grass know? was over our heads. It was yeah. over our heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It, we couldn't see good in that grass. No. And then we, you know, we don't want him around our boat. We don't have to deal with this in grass. So, you know, I, I, I had to yell at him five times. The fifth time I yelled at him, I mean, to the top of my lungs, I don't know, it's probably an old, old bear, probably hard of hearing, just like me. Yeah, because you were yelling at him. <laughs> yelling. Top of my lungs. We were across. We could hear we you. Were, we, yeah, we, yeah, were we were probably three it. miles Two, away. Yeah, yeah you're three miles you. away yeah. and you could hear me yelling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, he turns and squares up on us and here he comes. He's yeah. coming directly at us. And, and is he at a, wa- a walk, a saunter? What are we going to call it? He's, he's walking towards yeah. us. He's okay. walking like straight at us. He's walking straight at us. And and Steve, I look at Steve, and Steve's like, okay, it's going to get Western. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. And I had my gun in the And I'm, I'm, I'm having some discussions with, with Steve, <laughs> and I'm having discussions with the bear. Yeah. I'm telling all this, I'm telling how bad a day he this bear could have. Because oh, yeah. we got two net 10 Glocks. You know, and that tan is a pretty powerful weapon. I've already got mine pulled. Steve, on the other hand, is fumbling in his pack. <laughs> Asking Chase, him. is the bear is the bear still there? Is, is the he bear moving? St- is he coming Ch- out? Chase door? told me later that Steve in, in ejected like his clip <laughs> yeah. right off the bat, oh, and really? then he couldn't yeah. get it back in. <laughs> <laughs> and and then so you got one blocked in. I was yeah, I and was, then Steve. Turns and starts heading for Chase, and I go, "Don't show him that." <laughs> I go, "He's going to recognize body language. He's a predator. Don't. We got to stand our ground. I mean, we got to be bold as a lion right here. I mean, there's, there's. This is not a time to retreat because retreating, <laughs> no, retreat. <laughs> no retreat right now. You know. And so, yeah. And you know, I got off the trail a little bit because there's these bear trails. I mean, you're going to see it in the video. They're really squared yeah. up. Poor yeah. service type mm-hmm. looking yeah. bear trails. Yeah. He's on that trail. So I started to skirt the trail to the right, and so did Steve. And yeah, I think Chase was pretty stationary with the camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which oh, was yeah. a wise thing to do. <laughs> and the bear thought, well, he gave ground. I'm going to give ground. So the bear started going, and then the bear made the right. I cracked off around. In the air. I just, just shot over him. He did not flinch. He didn't budge an saying, inch. He still came forward after that. Yeah, yeah he did. He's still yeah. coming forward. Yeah, he's, he's still like, coming forward he's after like, the shot. So you got a cap gun. What's, what's, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Yeah. 
you and know? at that point, I thought <laughs> that's when you said, "All right, this is going to happen." Like I thought, any moment he was going to he's going to break and charge, and I yeah. figured it was going to be like we were just going to have to yeah we're going to we're going to have to do yeah we're going to have to do point, what we're yeah. going to have to do. But you know, he made the right decision. You know, he it was it was a good evening for him. He went to the left. And um, gave us a little snarl as he was leaving. He gave us a little snarl and a couple <laughs> woofs, and then he took off running. He took he, off he running. Did run, huh? Yeah, he did yeah, run. He did. He did. He and did run for a away. He lumber. Yeah, he, he lumbered away. away. I wouldn't so, even call it running. Yeah. He couldn't run. Yeah, he's big. so big. He's I mean, so it's big. just kind of a lumber. I mean, they're not. When you watch him walk in that video, you know, because I think Chase got some video of him just lumbering along. They're oh. not expelling any more energy than yeah, it takes to true. barely move. Yeah. And they're king of the continent. Out they don't here. have to. They're king exactly. of the continent. It's 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 their kingdom, and they're going to rule it the way they want because they know they're number one out here. Mm. You know, and so anyway, you know, it, it it turned out well, and we've never had a bad experience out here. No, I mean that's the closest encounter yeah. that I've had personally. Is it really? Me too. Yeah, I've Nick Boyles and Heath Boyles had a really close encounter, like twenty yards. Wow! And they were blowing on a deer call, and the bear stood up right in front of them in some alders. And, you know, they stood up and they were drawing weapons and yelling and screaming and the bear took off running the same thing. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, it didn't advance anymore. Because they are hunted up here. They are hunted They're up here. They're definitely hunted. They're hunted. And that, I think that makes a big difference, you know. So, yeah, it, um, it definitely, you know, makes a difference yeah. if they're hunted. No, that's... <laughs> It just adds another little element. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff yeah. loves Definitely. it. Jeff yeah. loves I think it, it adds a big element. <laughs> I, think, I think you guys were over here at first wondering, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. we had so, no idea. Well, when you, left this, when you left that morning, it was all, yeehaw, woohoo. Oh, yeah. we're having a good yeah. boat ride. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good boat ride. Way back, we kind of heard the same thing. But. Yeah, and it was like, oh, they're Except celebrating. They're shooting now. They must have got a deer. They must have got this. Yeah, then we heard the gunshot, and then we got worried. Because there was no radio communication. You guys were... Yeah, you know, we were supposed to contact each other. Remember, it was yeah. ten noon and three, and I don't yeah. think <laughs> I'd not very much. It I'm was like it. It was like it. Eleven forty-two. Yeah, you know, one twenty. Yeah, we were. We were, it, we were off. Time, yeah, <laughs> but no walkie-talkies weren't something I was thinking about when we had yeah. that bear encounter. No. I mean, Gotta we keep... were pretty jacked after that. the The river ride down was 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 <laughs> eventful. You yeah. know, no, Quick. that's where we were just like we heard we heard the shot. <laughs> And then we heard Wayne cross the valley, get out of here, get out of here. And I'm thinking, we knew kind of exactly. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. that's pretty self-explanatory what right. happened there. Yeah. Right. You know, but it's like, well, I mean, he, there was he, only one shot. I figured that, you know, that was, yeah, he probably left. I thought, does he have chase in his mouth? Or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, and we were all in different locations. Yeah. Right. You guys yeah. were over there. Ed was back at camp yeah. alone and we were making our trek back from, from caribou sighting. Yeah. yeah. Chase, yeah. how, how'd you see it? The bear experience? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I thought you were pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you just walked yeah. right out and called him a dork multiple times. And, yeah, I and did. just stayed calm. I, I've heard can, calling bears names helps. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it was you just, know, hunting bear, black bears back home. Yeah, that was a good point of reference. This was this. like, when I looked out, and I mean, I've been in some hairy situations with black bears but it was like when i looked up and i saw the size yeah. of the i've seen them in the past at a distance right. but at 60 yards 100%. looking at yeah. us coming right at us it and was like after the shot whoa. and all the yelling and he still was like i don't care about you yeah at all. i really <laughs> thought just any like, minute th yeah. it could have been a switch like that and we would have had to really just i was telling like, like jeff it makes me think of like i'm definitely afraid of sharks and i surf so it's like it makes me like i'm not in my element 
Like, yeah, what, yeah. if you a shark bites you, like, you're, you're what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're in his right, world. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know, yeah. and I just, that was the first time on land I've ever felt like, uh, but it was I a, have no power. Here. I, not the top <laughs> yeah. I have here. a camera. It was a huge, it was right. a huge experience for me, my whole life hunting, mm-hmm. but to be able to sit behind Wayne and watch him do what he oh, did. So calm. Yeah. And yeah. so calm. And the way just the bear reacted to that, even though there for a second, we thought it could have got bad, but then yeah. for the bear to do what he did, it gave me a total different perspective right. of yeah. how to handle an animal of that size. Yep. Yeah. Back in 2012, yeah, I, it's good. you know, it's, it's on YouTube. It's kind of buried. It's not real popular. I should do something with it, but there's, there's a bear encounter I have with a black mm-hmm. bear and, you know, South Cox is, is like the first podcast I ever did. I did with South Cox and, you know, I even mentioned in it right after that, I'm like, Ooh, that, you know, that could have been like experience like South went through in oh, California. Man. Yeah. I remember that. And, uh, you know, I knew, you know, it was ingrained in my mind cause this bear, this bear comes at me. I mean, I, I'm like an idiot. I'm filming it. Right. <laughs> and this bear just smells me and it comes on a, you know, comes looking for me. And I'm just thinking this is going to be the, you know, 120th bear that, you know, runs off when it sees me or smells right. me or whatever. And it, it got a good whiff of me and we got too close and I yelled at it and then it got a good whiff of me and here it come right at me. And I, I pull the camera away cause I'm dancing with this bear. It's trying to grab me by the feet and I lunge at it and like that. And it tries to stand up and I lunge at it again. And I learned real quick. It's like, I got attacked by a Doberman pincer when I was a kid and I got bit up bad. Every time I would turn my back on that dog, it would bit, bit the tar out of me. Uh-huh. And, but if I faced it, and I kicked at it, and I jumped at it. It would, it would, it would jump back. But every time I turned my eyes away from it, it bit me. So I mean, from the time I was a kid, I just learned it, you know. And then growing up trapping, you get kind of used to body language with animals and stuff. But that bear encounter, you know, I learned real quick there that if I would have turned and shown any fear, that bear was was absolutely amazed that I was not running. <laughs> I mean, in the video, you see it come around this tree at like less than 10 yards and its lips dropped it has its mouth open mm, and its lip yeah. is dropped and i'd never seen that expression on a bear encounter i've seen them wolf at me i've had yeah. them snap their yeah. teeth at me because yeah. yeah. they're afraid but i've never had a black bear had its lip drop and coming right at me like totally purposely you know and this was november and I was like, oh my gosh. And I had my bow on my pack. I wasn't hunting that year and I had my bow on my pack. And I just like, what am what is going on here? I mean, it just is just racing through your mind. And I knew I needed to stand my ground. And so that's the main thing because predators will recognize body language first. Yeah. If you turn and run, to it's game on. It's prey. Yeah. You you they know that you're a fear you're afraid of them. You know, but if you stand your ground and you stand bold as a lion, you know, it's going to be your best defense, you know, as you know, whether it's a, you know, whether it's a cougar, lion, mountain lion, you know, or a black bear or one of these brown bears or grizzlies. I mean, I, I, I don't, there's no advantage. You're not going to outrun them. No, right. No way. Nobody's going to outrun them. I mean, South Cox in that whole episode, like, like he, he was a track guy for, I think USC. And he was, he was built. He said that he dropped his camera and tried to run and that bear had him in 30 yards. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then that, you can read the episode, and it's in Cam's book, uh, Trophy Bowhunting Trophy Blacktail, and South tells that whole story, and I think he's told it several times. He was on Sally Jesse Raphael. Was he really? Was, yeah, it was an old talk show back when I was, oh, I when yeah, I was I young, and he told the whole story there. But, you know, it it it's quite the episode. I mean, you should, you know, read that and learn from it yeah. or listen to South's, you know, story on it and learn from it because, you know, that'll teach you a lot about survival when it comes to yeah. predators. And hopefully nobody has to go through that. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, yeah. just, you know, the whole fear element, you know, is, is just not the right thing to have when you get in bad situations like that. I mean, yeah. it, you, you've got to keep your head on. you got to be calm. You know, you got to be confident. Yeah. You know, look, I mean, gosh, I'm carrying this thing that, you know, jacks off, what, 18 rounds or whatever, and they can go through a chunk of steel. Yeah. You know, I don't want to use it. Yeah. It's not going to be good in a bad but. situation for the other party. Yeah. Right? And so that's what you're just confident in, and you're going to take it right to, you're, you're going to push it to where you feel that there is no other choice. Like yeah. I told you guys, I go, if he charges, I'm going to let him come to 20. Yep yards before and, yeah. and i'm probably going to crack off a couple more more than i cracked off you know before i'm going to kneel down and and take aim yeah. you know because it's going to be my life or his yeah you know it's got to go to that right yeah. oh yeah 100%. yeah so but but it's just part i mean i don't want to scare anybody i mean i've been here five times and that's the only close encounter i've ever had i've been yeah. here once <laughs> i mean the last time i was here there was 13 of them right out here less than a mile from this tent and they were fishing every day and they never bothered us yeah and they were they were they were really preoccupied with fish and there was a couple of those that looked like minivans too yeah you know and there was a lot of there was a lot of different size ones out there but there was four of them out there that looked as big as a suburban really yeah oh yeah and huh. and they never they never they're, they're interested in fish you know and we didn't bother them they didn't bother us yeah. you know yeah. so you know for the most part that's what's going to happen we just happened to cross paths with this one and his path was headed to our boat and we needed to deal with it the correct manner yeah no that's great i it, it, it's i think it's a testament as far as just keeping your wits about you and handling the situation best as best as you can and it's that whole thing of you know if you help trying to help someone else, make sure you, you do the right thing to help yourself first, right? And so that new way you can help everybody else. But oh, still, it's okay now that it's all over with and everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like yeah, talking about. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was really cool. it was we'll a pretty amazing experience yeah. to be that yeah. close to brown bear. Yeah. yeah, no, they're they're amazing, amazing animals. Amazing animals. Yeah. Amazing, and I mean to think that that bear could be you know 25 to 30 years old yeah. or older yeah, yeah. that is amazing it up is here amazing. surviving surviving yeah. Yeah. in, in their ideal environment world. i yeah. mean they yeah. are a native species here yeah it's just crazy and there's not a lot that was here fox yeah. brown bear that's true everything else has been planted besides the bird life and of course they fly in and out but but everything else you know has been introduced the reindeer the the black tail the beavers you know uh all that has been reintroduced really yeah such a wild wild place yeah. um yeah i know we need to get to bed at some point we got a long boat ride down the river yeah, tomorrow yes, morning do. um i wanted to close this with uh, <coughs> just i know we talked a lot about roy and yeah. um and just uh, man I, I just really if you guys can ever read up on roy and and look into his life and what he did and and the 
and the many, many people that he touched, um, I would definitely encourage you to do so. And um, in finishing, I also want to just say, Wayne, thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. Yes. I think, yeah, I think I know you talk about Roy a lot and everything, but I think people look at you the same way. I really oh, do. Yeah. And I think, I think agree. all of us yeah. in this circle right now yeah. really commend you for inviting us on this yes. trip. And for this to be your last trip up here is what mm-hmm. you're saying. I don't, I, I don't know if I always believe that. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I always it. believe it, <laughs> but it's been said a couple different times and, and you have no idea how honored that I am personally. And I know everybody in this group feels yeah, the same way to Absolutely. be here yeah. with you on your, on your last. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's been an honor to share it with you, you know, and you guys are, you know, great young group. I love you guys. I mean, you're positive. You got Jesus in your heart. I mean, you got the right direction going. I, I just love you guys, and it's an honor to to share it with with you, especially first time, yeah. first time around. And like yeah. I said, you know, when 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 we lost Roy, you know, it was hard on Cam and I. I mean, you know, everybody knows Cameron Haynes and and Cam, Cam and Roy. You know, were were as close of friends as you could possibly have. Mm. You know, and um, and and you know, his legacy will live on forever. I mean, he was just such a legend in every way and and just such a prince of a man because he loved jesus too i mean you know the thing is he he just mm-hmm. you know hunting was his ministry basically and he touched so many people through hunting and and just who he was and he was such a giver and and everything but you know when i it's 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 amazing that steve joined your group later years because you know i thought long and hard and i prayed about it and steve howard's one of the first first guys i reached out to mm. you know and nate yeah, simmons because huge, i knew what kind honor. of trip this was going to require yeah i mean yeah. this a mindset yeah and and then the the condition i was in after losing roy and stuff and i reached out to him and, and they both said yes it was just meant to be and steve's been up here twice with me and oh, this yeah. is his third time with oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's been an honor to share it with with the rest of you i mean it's just awesome first time deal but yeah it'll be my last time okay and and it's been an honor to be here with you well, Wayne, would you mind closing this thing out with a prayer? Oh, absolutely. Please. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. And and we just thank you so much for, for, for brothers, good brothers, Lord, and, and the fact that we're able to come into this special part of your creation. When the world's gone wild, you know, in so many different ways, Lord, there's just a peace and and there's just seeing your hand, you know, touch this country and in, in, in just its natural state. It just it just gives you a faith in you and strengthens our faith in each other. And Lord, we love you and we just thank you for your son Jesus Christ and the gift he's given us and that we can love one another and that's your commandment, Lord, that we love one another. And in trips like this, Lord, we just we're just able to reach out and touch each other's heart and we just love you so much and uh, and we just thank you for keeping our family safe as as we've been on these travels, Lord. And just pray that you'd you'd keep everybody safe as we travel back. And Lord, we're just thankful for being able to share this with with our listeners, Lord, in so many ways. And we just ask your blessing on this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Wayne, so much. You bet. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Oh, you bet.